The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, sometimes informed, but generally comedic approach to the human condition. Our discussions aren't about being right or wrong or trying to win or sound high and mighty. It's about having a space to freely put topics through the grinder and hopefully give you something to think about. Not everything we say will make you feel good, and you may not even agree, and that's okay. That's what it means to be a mature person. That being said, we often use mature language or talk about topics that may not be suitable for the car ride with your loved ones. So if any of that stuff offends you, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Salumas Podcast. It's Kalu, and I am glad, glad, glad to be back. We took some time off, maybe about a month, a month and a half, and we just had to get our shit in order. Uh, I was moving, and Chris was handling a bunch of stuff on his end, and we just needed to take a break. It was starting to get, like, not fun. It was kind of getting forced, and so we felt that that time that we took away was time for us to gather ourselves and just observe more talk less and just come back together and hopefully give you something that you guys like uh we're calling this episode back on our bullshit and that's exactly what it is we're just trying to find our bearings get our things in order and uh just come through with some new energy that i hope you guys can feel so sit back relax and enjoy this new episode so glad to be back guys Well, I was just saying, like, my dad picked me up from the airport, right? Okay. Earl Kilborn come and pick me up, and he don't understand how airports and shit work, apparently, sure. because I was like, look, dad, if you're going to pick somebody up from the airport, the rule is, you be 15 minutes late, don't be 15 minutes early, because you're just going to whip down through yeah, you gotta arrivals. Make yeah, you got to Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you're going to part. Well, my father doesn't fly, like, mm. he's afraid of flying, which isn't. Totally. Pre nine eleven or post nine eleven? In general, Earl Kilborn is just like, oh, 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 I ain't gonna fly no motherfucking airplane, <laughs> and so he doesn't understand the concept of it to begin with. And so he comes and picks me up, and then I, he's all stressed out, and he got a bad knee, and he's like, "Well, I had to pee too, so I had to walk all the, all the way over to the terminal and take a piss, and then walk all the way back." I say he cost me goddamn twenty dollars to park, and I was like, "All right, Dad," it was like, "Are you hungry? Do you want me to get you something to eat?" And he was like. You know how everyone's mood changes when you're just, you know, well, you yeah. know, I'm, not, I'm not that mad about And he you, just you was know. grumbling riding down the road on the way back from Nashville. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. and then we see a sign for Cracker Barrel. And he's like, that's what I want right there. And I was like, is that what you want? Or are you playing with me? He was like, no, that's what I want. How he's, uneasy were you at Cracker Barrel, Christopher? Honestly, there was a lot of black folks there. So it was okay. okay. It was okay. okay. And Earl was like, our waitress was a black girl too. Okay. And Earl was just loving it. Like, he said, I'm going like, to get me a like, four veggie plate. <laughs> like, who gets a four veggie plate? Earl Kilmore. Anybody. Like, was he like, hello, chocolate princess? Basically. <laughs> Damn it. Hello, hello, my Nubian goddess. My Nubian prince. And he terrorized the shit out of her. But that's just how Earl he is. And then uh, we get, but I'm looking at the menu and I, I'm bewildered by this. Like, I, what I ordered was the uh, country fried steak. Because it's not like when I go to Cracker Barrel, I'm, I'm there for a culinary experience. I'm like, let me just get. The ratio of fats, carbs, and proteins relatively within range. I don't think range. of a single macro when I go to Cracker Barrel. Oh, I, 
I understand it. I don't, but Cracker Barrel to me, like off the cuff, when Earl Kilborn has in mind that he wants four veggie plate, and I'm like, I wasn't expecting this, was just like, okay, give me the country fried steak. Okay. And then I picked mashed potatoes and greens as my side, but it comes with sawmill gravy on it, right? What is sawmill gravy is basically wet flour. Like that they might have <laughs> put like some lard or some shit in. Fair enough. It's wet fucking flour. So then he's like, Biscuits and gravy is invariably sawmill gravy on biscuits. What are biscuits? It's flour. So you eating wet flour on top of dry flour. Like it is honestly, it's kind of disgusting. Like I fucks with brown gravy. I fucks with red eye gravy, but sawmill gravy, it makes me feel dirty. Like I feel what? Like, yeah, I can't fuck with it. I think it's disgusting. And, and, and when I say disgusting, I mean, I still put it in my mouth. Thank you. But amongst gravies, it is the most plebeian of the gravies. Plebeian. It is. Brown gravy and red eye, red eye gravy is, is leet. Brown gravy belongs only on mashed potatoes. I don't know about that. But and meatloaf. Look, the list. You're putting brown gravy on biscuits? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, but I don't eat biscuits like it. I don't okay. Eat, I don't eat biscuits like it. It's just bewildering the concept. If you deconstruct what is sawmill gravy and what is a biscuit, you are effectively taking the two opposite ends of the spectrum regarding flour and combining them. And just people are like, oh, mm. I just want some biscuits and fucking gravy. And I'm like, oh, hey. you want to eat a bag of flour? Just Fuck eat, yeah. eat a bag of motherfucking <laughs> hey, you know- flour. Or dicks. I don't care. Either one. You know what? I get real fat with it. I like to put jelly on there. On your on your biscuits biscuits and gravy. Yeah. I have more respect for that. I have more respect for that. Or if there's like pieces of sausage and sawmill gravy. It's it's gotta be sausage gravy. There's no other I mean, of course you can use bacon, but if it's just gravy without meat in it, that's not right. Well, they they might put That's how you know it's fake. Well, they put a crumb or two in the sawmill gravy. At a lot of places, it's not like thick and rife with sausage. Like it needs to be thick and rife with sausage. A yes, a thick and a, rife. Yeah, you should all be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, dude, I am glad we are finally back uh, making an episode. It's it seems like it's been forever. I've been moving and getting shit in order, and uh, it it was only right to be able to take time away get my shit together uh and finally i'm in i'm in my own spot now and it feels really good and uh as time goes on we've got our sound dampening panels back here and i'm going to put those up and make everything nice and pretty again and ha- turn this place into a real studio and i'm just i'm just excited but to those of you guys who listen and uh uh have wondered where the hell we've been we've just been we've been doing life lots of changes uh and so it's it's just lots of growth and for for as long as we had been consistent i mean shit we'd done was two years well this is our third year in it yeah we you know what i mean fucking <clears throat> seems like forever of hours of content yeah, man. at this point so uh it's it's awesome being able to, it was nice being able to take a break i really missed it so, uh, but when it doesn't feel obligatory, when it's more like organic, yeah, organic, and, and, and that's like when people have asked us in the past, like what makes a good podcast and things like that, I would put, I would definitely put that on the list now. Whereas previously, it's something I wouldn't have thought about because we were so immersed in it as it being, I mean, it it's intrinsically tied with who we are. Yeah. However, it isn't so. It, it should never feel like a chore. Yep. 
never feel like a chore. And I think for a little bit, it was kind of starting to feel like that, you it know, was, just, it's, and I wouldn't say it was strained. No. Yeah. It wasn't strained. It wasn't like a bad way or I didn't feel bad about it or anything like that, but it did kind of start to feel like that. And so I'm hoping that having an environment that's conducive to creativity and all that kind of stuff is going to make it a lot better. I didn't feel creative in my old spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then of course, being on Skype, that shit kind of sucks. You know, we, we may do, but doing a year of that shit, I, I kind of... It's a lot better to look you right in the yeah. eye when I say something nasty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So just thinking of all the, the funny <clears throat> funny things that are going to get said. But I want to uh, I want to start off this episode with some, with some shit. So, obviously, we're, we all thought we got out of, uh, a lot of us thought that we got out of COVID, you know, uh, but seems like shit's starting to pick back up again. And I think for, for some of us, we kind of expected it. Uh, just some people are going to do whatever they want, and that's fine. But <clears throat> I want to read something here. And uh, so, recently, one of the uh, hospitals in, in our town they made it uh, mandatory that their staff get vaccinated. And it's it's at nearly every level. And so I want to read this part that they said. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, accordingly, this hospital will require employees and medical staff to be vaccinated against COVID-19. This requirement will also, uh, here we go, apply to students, residents, fellows, and vendors. Uh, those in leadership positions, uh, supervisors and above, must receive their dose no later than Monday, August 9th. So, okay. Which Do is, I- which is at, for the nature of the organization that is supposed to follow science, which for those of you that are like, oh, well, they've changed their story so many times. Well, that's how rapidly evolving fucking science works. I don't sure. know. It, obviously, you don't understand that, but that is how rapidly evolving science fucking works. It's supposed so, to change. So there, and and then you have a a hospital, which is a a center for medical treatment, but it's also a business. Mm-hmm. And what part of that business would not coincide PR wise with making sure that everyone on the staff was in in lockstep? With where we were scientifically, and honestly, for me, it's 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 not it's less about that and more about it's a business they can do what they want. It's like people didn't learn their lesson when they thought their you rights went, were being violated you went with Facebook. Full libertarian on me, just sure now. did, my guy. It just in the same vein that people went, they lost their minds over Facebook. Like, what do you mean I can't post that? It's a business. The business can say whatever they want. Yeah. And just like uh, this and, hospital and is doing the same thing. some of those people thing. would call themselves libertarians that say this. Oh, yeah. They want to believe. That they want to like, believe. Just let me live my life. I yeah. don't think the government should be getting involved with what's going yeah. on. And so it's like this is a business that they choose to do this. And you can either work for them or buy. But I want to read what one of their employees said. Um, let me pull up uh, their... And Kalu's being really, really restrained and couth right now by not even naming not only the oh the I want yeah which it could only be one of two yeah I know, but but also down. not busting out this chick because we don't want to dox anybody yeah I don't I don't want to dox anyone so she says this from someone who is backed into a corner either take the shot or be unemployed I feel like a rape victim an unwanted object force uh, she, by the way, she cannot write. So 
it's not me that sounds like a dumbass while I read. I'm literally reading word for word. She sounds stupid. Okay. So without, oh God, without my want, dot, 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 I feel violated. It's considered rape on my part. I'm so for, uh, I'm so for, I'm so for the vaccine that good for, oh my God, I can't stand this lady's grammatical. Yes. <laughs> So fast forward to, you know, TLDR, she says, I hate blank, blank is being the company that she works for, for this. So get rid of my 18 years and cue a mofo that starts at $10 an hour so I can love steak and shake. I don't know what the fuck that means. Here's what I took. She is, she is comparing a vaccine to rape, to being raped. Yeah. Twice. Twice. She, She threw rape out there more than once casually. Like. I don't know if she's been raped before. No, not in, and surely not. Surely, if, surely not. Anybody that's been been a victim of sexual assault, you would be incredibly anomalous to be so right, so just fucking casual to be like oh, it. and to make that. I'd rather be I'd rather be raped than have this shit happen. Like and what? To, and to call that comparison ham fisted does not even begin to do it justice. You know what it says to me? It just says like, you have so much privilege. You your life is it's so a, comfortable. It's a white girl in it. Let's not get racial. <laughs> Whatever. That's all. Let's we do. not get racial. That's all we it do. is all it's we just do. Been, just because we've been gone for five weeks, don't mean that I we. I think I became more racist. <laughs> yeah, than... I, I, hey. am, I am significantly more racist Bro. than I was. Whatever last time we spoke, I named my vacuum cleaner Landon. <laughs> I know I want white slaves so bad. <laughs> And listen, man, it's not a bad idea. You know, I really understand owning people. I, I just, you know, I, I totally get it now. <laughs> That's totally my. Shut up, Landon. <laughs> I beat your ass, boy. But yeah, man, I to- I totally understand why someone would, you know, just really efficient, you know. <laughs> and I'd be really angry if someone tried to tell me that I couldn't have Landon cleaning my floor. Just, I'm just, I'm just being a good American about it. You know, it was provided for me. Who am I to not take advantage of this glorious benefit? Who was it? Patrice O'Neill that was like, talking about white slaves. He was like, I thought we would have white slaves by now under the Obama administration. He was like, get upstairs, Susan, and warm up my bed. Feed, feed my children with your giant white titties. I go out in the yard and look your husband in the face and decide whether or not to sell him. Oh, Rest in peace, Patrice O'Neill. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Susan, get upstairs and warm up my bed. While well, I look at your husband and decide whether or not to sell him. Oh my God. Okay, we've dude. got derailed a little bit. Oh Lord. Okay. It so, went from that to white slavery so, so fast. fast. Dude, I'm so glad we're back. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, she compared it to sexual assault. And, and my God. What kind of privileged world do you have to live in to to really think that? And and what kind of lack, like the sheer lack of awareness that you have to have to compare two things like that? Like, well, and isn't it something sure, like we two all out know of someone women that yes, some type of sexual assault? Dude, we we all know of one or two women or or men who have been victim of something like this. And to think that you would compare this, this is like those same people that compared the 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 mask mandates to the Holocaust. 
Like, we're too comfortable, dude. We're too comfortable. And I was sitting there driving and I was like, we need a war. <laughs> like, yeah. we just, we, like, I don't know what else is going to take to get people uncomfortable. Like, the last time I remember things were uncomfortable, someone flew planes into a building. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that to happen. But it's like, is that is that what it takes for people to get uncomfortable and to to stop thinking that we're we're so you're in such a high spot that you can begin to compare things like that? Maybe it's not privilege. Maybe it is just a lack of awareness. But dear God, and again, I'm not saying that you can't have an opinion one way or the other about it. But that is that is crossing the line in my book. Hardcore crossing the line. And so I just want to be able to take a few minutes before we jump on to something funnier, hopefully, you know, take a few minutes to talk about this lack of awareness that some people kind of have. Well, you know, it's interesting. You were like, oh, we need a war. Yeah. Because I was just watching about a documentary about, and I think it's like a, a mini series. I think there was multiple episodes, but you know, you throw on HBO Max and before you know it, you don't watch all the shit. And you're yeah. Like, Wait a minute, that was four and a half hours of some shit. Yeah, it's like, wait, what happened? But it was about um, the happenings of Woodstock of 99. Dude, someone else told me about that. Bro, it is, it is brutal. It is That absolute. lineup looked awesome, though. But, well, the lineup was, it, with the some of it was, but that's the key to why it was such a fucked up situation. Like, you did have fantastic acts, but they were kind of a hodgepodge. Hmm. You had... Alanis Morissette and Rage and, Against the Machine. And DMX. And DMX. And then not only that, then you had all of the Rage backwards cap white boy bands of the late 90s, like Corn mm. and Limp Biscuit. And Limp Biscuit. Dude, the demographic was overwhelming. Get your hands up. Yeah. <laughs> so, Break something. Break something. Well, they did. They broke everything. They were assaulting. And it was it was overwhelmingly white like fraternity college age males that were running around there hyper aggressive listening to all this shit and and somebody said some very insightful stuff about her generation that would have been you know in their early 20s uh maybe even late teens but we'll say around the 21 year old demographic and she was like we wanted to feel like we were part of something profound but really like we didn't have any kind of meaningful cause to fight mm. so everything became this internalized like frustration especially among white males and they harped on that over and over again i say harp that's probably not the appropriate term they touched on that numerous times how it was like this group think hyper aggressive white male atmosphere and there was countless sexual assaults on women uh. that were that yeah that it, it became fucking gruesome if you can stomach it watch it it's worth paying attention to but it provided enormous insight because in 99 again we hadn't had as a society we hadn't had anything that honestly we'll say white males could rally behind in any kind of meaningful way and when you say white males, I know some people are like, well, is you joking about white slavery earlier? Yes, it was a joke, bitch. But also, on top of that, white and male are the default. Hmm. That's the default. Outside of that, then you become a marginalized entity in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And if you don't, if you can't acknowledge that, then go ahead and log the fuck off. Like, I got no time for your shit. But 
This this environment in 1999 that spurned such violence and chaos, like it was supposed to be a throwback to the summer of 69 Woodstock. And then they repeated Woodstock, I think, in 94, and it was pretty laid back and chill. But in 99, we had been so far removed from any kind of external stressors, any kind of rallying force for the default, for white males, that it just it seemed like a microcosm of the shit boiling over. This angst and fucking this it's kind of the middle children of late 20th century history. And then you have it wasn't and that got lost in the sauce because September eleventh, two thousand one is when we had the World yeah. Trade Center <clears throat> attacks. And I know, I would imagine, and I remember it at the time, that they were talking about how shit got completely out of hand at the new Woodstock. But it got lost in the sauce. Sure. Completely by history. <clears throat> I think everything of, got forgotten after you're that, You're right. Man. Like, the, the years leading up to uh, September 11, 2001, shit got forgotten about and swept under the fucking rug. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said for this rallying behind some kind of cause. So how can we take that? <clears throat> I was going to say, how do we get to that? Okay. Well, how can we take that and translate that to what's going on with COVID nineteen? How how can we translate that? Oh, you're saying that there's no there was no cause, so everyone's just kind of going kind of wild, right? Yeah, it, and 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 there we, was no message in in Woodstock '99, whereas in the other Woodstocks, there seemed to be a, a, a like yeah, a theme or yes, a message. Like you have you had things related to people were anti Vietnam War and like '69 and all that kind of and stuff. Yeah. Civil rights movement, all kinds of shit was going on that that fostered solidarity and and crossed racial and uh and and gender, you know, boundaries, whatever. But. And then in 94, things were still pretty, like, fucking chill, I guess. Mm. 94, maybe... The early 90s were kind of candy corn, because you were coming off of the 80s where you had, like, the crack epidemic, the war on drugs, uh, you had Cold War era shit in the 80s. Yeah, Um, honestly, the only thing I could really think of, and of course, if I took more time to think about it, I'm sure I can find some stuff, but the only thing I could really think of was, like, oj simpson trial you know what i mean oh, the yeah. thing that really shook a, that's, shook that's america a you know what yeah, i mean that's a good point we that, did if you if you really look at it from the <clears throat> if you want to say like a ten thousand foot view we there was relative peace there was and but that can only last for so long it seems because there's it we cannot pretend like there aren't unique subsets of the populate population with certain proclivities ignore uh race class and gender As a whole, there are certain subsets of the population that have certain proclivities. You could call this prejudicial. You could call it racism. You could call it sexism. Whatever moniker you want to throw on it, I'm I'm skirting past that shit and and fundamentally wanting people to acknowledge that patterns of behavior, regardless of what organism it is, when there's genetic variation and when there's uh, environmental variation and there's social variation, there's going to be consistent patterns that that fundamentally arise from that shit. So whenever you've got a time period of extended peace, people with a proclivity towards war, 
that desire they gotta have an outlet. To, yeah, are that you des- saying that we need to have the Hunger Games or some shit? I'm, I'm saying that Mark is Please right. Say yes, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying yes, that, we need Mortal Kombat. I know we don't. We need them motherfuckers like, like named Brody to calm down. Like <laughs> I need Brody and Connor and Chip to all shut the fuck up and calm down. Yeah, like don't go, don't act like you're a fucking Christian and you're super cool with your Ralph Lauren polo on. And like Chip's such a good guy. Yeah. And then go and grab a titty at fucking uh yeah. Woodstock '99, and that's so, the kind of shit that happens. So you got these. Yeah, let's bring it bring it back to what's going on now. Then well, and again, you've got this this subset of society that is just chomping at the bit if they if they don't have some kind of vector to channel that proclivity into, then it's going to if there's a spark. That shit's going to ignite and go up in fucking flames in one direction or the other. The example in this case being, you know, Woodstock of 99. And it isn't to be viewed as an isolated event. It's to be viewed as, okay, within a given context, with these variables at play, this is how things very well will or can play out, right? Mm -hmm. I think we kind of went on... I, I went and discussed that not only because it's like fresh on my mind, but the sheer amount of sexual assault that transpired there made me think of it because you were yeah. mentioning sexual assault. I mean, astronomical shit. Yeah. If you look at the videos, you see it happening in real time. Yeah. And think about how how many didn't get reported. Oh, yeah. Then, and well, it, they, they started a group afterwards that was reaching out to trying to get people to come forward you know, anonymously, if if they wanted to, and tell their story if they were accosted at Woodstock of 99, because there was nobody to report it to. Yeah. It was total fucking anarchy. Yeah. And it was this, again, overwhelmingly, like, I, I can't help but give Mark credit, this, like, this Cronus complex, like, I don't have anywhere to channel my potential. And I'm saying potential because that's how it's abstractly framed up in their collective consciousness. Let me, so let me ask you this. <clears throat> so this person that, that wrote that, <clears throat> would you say that they didn't, in the same way that you're talking like Brody and everyone, like they don't have an outlet. So they're kind of like just wilding out or something like that. Do you think that there are certain people who, oh, I don't want to say it like this. It's like, they need to be kept. They don't have enough going on. They need to be kept in their place because yeah. if, if they're not, because if they're not, Oh, this sounds fucked up. Say if if not kept in their place, they'll start to talk out of turn and say things like I'm comparing a vaccine to being raped. Like yeah. they should just be, they should just go back to being that worker bee or whatever they are at, at their job and just like, and just shut up and do your job okay. kind of. Well, yeah, and and we have to acknowledge that there's a couple of things at play. There's the anecdotal individual that's non-representative. One more thing, one more thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is it to say that maybe they don't have... This sounds gross saying it. Go ahead and say it. We already talked about they don't? They may... Yeah, we did. Shut up, Landon. Does this mean like maybe they may not... There's some people that don't have the capacity to be talking about certain things. Like they just... Yeah, 
They're absolutely. Not, they're not built like that. Absolutely. Oh, that absolutely. <laughs> I will not sit here and pretend like we all are equipped with the same shit. We're walking around this planet looking other people in the face that are judged by the same rubrics academically, professionally, whatever. And some of them have to fake it to make it. Like, we don't all have the same predisposition towards empathy. Yeah. We, it's, they're all, like, you see somebody on the surface and you're like, okay. Well, their face is relatively symmetrical and their eyes are looking in the same direction and, um, you know, they, they don't have like a little shriveled up arm and nothing against people that look like that or have shriveled up arms. Yeah. I'm saying that this like this snap judgment that people make about other individuals based upon appearance, it gives people with a relatively average or even attractive, semi-attractive um, outward appearance a pass onto the next level with regard to credibility mm. that's why we take so much stock Dude, in what I, okay. like celebrities <clears throat> and shit say sometimes so i think we give people a pass on credibility just because they may work at a hospital absolutely that's another you know thing I mean? but it's like kind of an ex post facto thing it's like yeah just because you work at a fucking hospital and they they feel very entitled like that's their credibility trump card is yeah i work at a hospital so i'm gonna say that she, she's an outlier and what ends up happening is that you know again you have the larger phenomena which is a, a consistent pattern of behavior that crosses you know it, it encapsulates certain demographics but it crosses over and it blends with other demographics then you have the outliers you have the anecdotal situations and those people especially amidst <clears throat> something like this that is it's fast-paced. It involves science rapidly evolving and changing, which those of us that have studied science in any meaningful capacity understand that's how it goes, especially when you're working off of the fucking cuff. Mm. Um, there's not... Those people don't have fucking time mm. to sit around and be worried about the shit. They're just like, this is where we're at. Yeah. It, given what, what's bleak, we're on the edge of this cliff. we got to yeah. make a fucking decision. Now yeah. let's do it. <clears throat> and then the people that aren't do have the luxury of sitting back and being like, well, you know. I." And, and again, there, there'll be plenty of people that'll be like, well, I don't understand why I should have to get the vaccination if you got to get the vaccination. Bitch, I don't have time to explain to you how epidemiology works. You haven't been listening to actual epidemiologists. You're not going to fucking listen to yeah. me. But I, my, I, my friend brought up one point uh, earlier today, and he was just like, his hang up, and it makes total sense, is that it's still classified as experimental, you know? And it's, it's like, and correct me if I'm wrong, has it been... Uh, and it hasn't been fully, it seems like it was a emergency approval by the FDA and any other kind of group. So when you have something like that, it, it's, it sounds kind of fishy to just mandate something like that. But at the same time, it's already show it's not, it's so rare to die from. This is on the level of these, these awesome ass commercials for all the medicines that you see. And they've got to read this whole list of things that can possibly happen to you, but you still take the shit anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, so you have something like this. It's you already know than that even. Yeah. It's, way safe. it's safer than fucking It's aspirin. not going to kill you. You might, you know, might be sick. Like if you're like me, I was sick as shit for, for a day or so. And like, then of course it was, that was it. I know that, well, I was affected a little bit. I kind of lost a, a bunch of strength for like two, three weeks. It was so weird. But outside of that, I'm recovered. I'm good now. 
But I didn't die. You know what I mean? Well, it's statistically safer than aspirin. Sure, sure. Statistically safer than fucking aspirin. So when you have when you have something like that in, in play, it's like, how what what are you going to do? Like, it seems okay for me. It seems like more people just want to sound like a martyr, and I think that there's a lot of people that can't afford to be talking like a martyr. You know, you, like what what's going to happen? You're going to talk about how much you're like, I'm going to take a stand. And I'm not going to go and work at this place. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be a rebel. I'm going to say all this other shit. You don't have a job. Now what? You know? Yeah. Now what are you going to do? How are you going to make up that salary that you were making before? I just don't think that... Th- I think that there's a lot of people who aren't in a position to be talking as big as they are right now. Well, I, I'll say one thing. People act like... <clears throat> there, there are two dumbassery schools of thought on this that are kind of misleading. There are people that kind of have gone by the wayside comparing this shit to the flu, right? Mm. And then you have the other people that um, act like that this is something completely unprecedented and that the vaccine that's associated with it was just contrived out of fucking thin air. No, this is a a type of virus that we consistently deal with. It's just a, a particularly virulent and deadly form that seems to affect one's central nervous system and all kinds of shit, right? But it is a family of viruses that includes the common cold. So there there has been enormous, enormous, enormous work regarding research and development as it pertains to vaccinations with uh, coronaviruses. Mm -hmm. Tons of it. Yeah. Go and fucking look it up. Look at go to EBSCO host or JSTOR or anything. There is tons over over decades of research into vaccines regarding coronaviruses. Okay, this is a type of coronavirus. However, what what is different, what has been it it's my understanding is has been a little bit more of a, a off the cuff type thing is that it works off of RNA. Yeah. That's that's the only fucking difference that we see, and and I, I can't sit here and listen to fucking um, Brody or Landon or fucking Connor talk Landon about. Landon does the, a good job cleaning, so let's give him a little bit of a pass, okay? All right, you can go go chill out out in the barn, but whenever I hear, <clears throat> and it is unfortunately, it's a certain demographic of motherfuckers that are all. They're either from a place of privilege or they are the same people that consistently vote against their own self-interest. You know, I think of, I've started to wonder like, okay, obviously there, there's, the U.S. has had a history of a resistance to vaccines for, for a long time, you know, oh, yeah, with polio and all with, sorts of stuff, and you know. With black folks, like exactly. being, being treated like guinea pigs and Exactly. Shit. So I think that one of the big differences now versus back then is the internet you know i think God that there is there's limitless information just like we've always said and limitless isolation and there's limitless echo chambers and misinformation <clears throat> and misinformation and so that is one of the, the the things that makes such a big difference right there and it seemed like yeah they had to do a lot of work and polio was killing uh, at that time maybe 30 40 000 people or so a year and it was mainly happening to children. And it and I know that they were, um, you know, they made a big celebrity push for that. They had like Elvis and all sorts of people like, you know, taking pictures with, you know, with them getting a vaccine or at least looking like they're getting it. But they overcame it. 
And I think that the same thing is going to happen here eventually. I just think that we, I'd like to see what was going on historically back then versus in every time that there was a vaccine push versus now. And I want to see like, okay, if there was a period of relative peace and there was all sorts of other stuff that wasn't going on or was going on, that was just, it would be like, they had something else to think of. There was just something else to do. Like, it seems like now there's just, we have a whole lot of free time. And and to be honest with you, we're giving a huge amount of people a whole lot of fucking credit by even framing it up the way that you framed it. Sure. Because I would just assert that every generation that has encountered something comparable to this has been met with a big battery of loudmouthed assholes with some modicum of charisma or a platform or something. And then they, the same people that throw the term sheeple around and stuff like that, that the irony of that, because the people that throw that around are ones that have little to no critical fucking thinking skills. Ones that did not pay any attention in biology class. Hmm. You know, I, uh, there was, I was talking to someone who had said like, they were like, <clears throat> even they were talking about how uh, Rand Paul, they were saying like, he's a credible person and he even says this. But I was just like, okay, I'm not going to go to an eye doctor to ask for something <laughs> on another thing. If, if if COVID was affecting my eyes, right, then I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm listening to Rand Paul, man. I don't care about his political party. I'm just listening to Rand Paul, yeah. you know, but honestly, let's, let's, let's be more, let's. Let's choose our our sources of information a little bit more. Don't think that just because and I and I have friends that are physicians like okay if you're a foot doctor don't come up to them saying I got a cough and expect them to fix something for you. Yeah, will you, Do you look know at this saying? mold that's near my ass? Yeah, it's just like he's not gonna go in or she is not gonna open your butt cheeks. And look at that. That's just not what they do. Unless she's really your friend. Yeah, yeah. Real friends look into butt cheeks, just just so you guys know. Kalu and I did that right before we Hell started yeah, recording. Dude. And I was like, man, I got this little bump. And me. I was like, come here, bend over for daddy. Let me check. <laughs> Speaking of butt cheeks and opening my cheeks up, um, don't, uh, well, for two things. <clears throat> do you remember that text message I sent you and Tyler? Yes, yes. <laughs> I know you screenshotted it. Don't get cheap toilet paper. Because oh, you'll finger your butt. <laughs> Multiple times I know, if you, I know, if you I know. fuck around, Look, dude. I, I, I kept meaning to put that on Facebook. But Please I, don't put that I, I on Facebook. I was on a 30-day ban whenever that shit happened. <laughs> I was on a 30-day ban. Yeah, I was just like, it happened again, guys. <laughs> Three times and you enjoy it. You know what I mean? Well, so I got to change out my toilet paper. I, I can't believe of all the things you're like, I'm going to get me a nice pickup truck. I'm going to buy me a house. But let me get toilet paper that is basically made out of... of air there's nothing between your fingers and your dirty butthole at all see me on the other hand i spend you're like viva yeah i'm like give me the most like this has got to have some heft to it could i sleep on this yes i could will you coming home with me well do i get extra soft or extra strong either way i'm not gonna finger my dirty butthole like kalu did yeah yeah multiple times i'm not happy about it but i just multiple yeah you know you know what part of is it more than 10 part Okay, let's. Part of my healing process is is just letting people know that that I I had a problem, and I'm doing I'm taking the right steps to improve it. Okay. Was Ernie like standing in the doorway, just shamefully? He was just like, "Daddy, we talked about this every day." (laughs) Now, um, what was the other thing I was gonna freaking say, man? Like, start talking about dirty buttholes. Well, you were talking about 
different physicians just because you're a physician doesn't mean that that specialty that you have translates into being an expert in epidemiology. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you said it perfectly right there. So this goes to us talking about the importance of being discerning consumers of information. Like we have got to be smarter about that stuff. We've got to be better about looking up our information, not being so quick to throw people, you know, throw people away just because, you know, of their political party or anything like that. Like now more than ever, you have to put your political affiliations and all that kind of stuff to the side and just try and soak in information and make the best choice. But at the end of the day, if you work at a company that that says that requires you to do it, do it or go. Point blank, like quit, quit complaining about it. Like the fact that you have this much energy to allocate and post and all this kind of stuff about it, it just shows how comfortable you are, dude. Like it's, it's too easy. Life is too easy for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't have sympathy for anyone, dude. I really don't who is going through and, and complaining about, it. I don't feel bad for you. Well, there, and again, there are the privileged entities that want to complain from their lofty perches where they're well kept. Yeah. And then there are people that have what amounts to a large scale um, case of Stockholm syndrome where they're being held hostage by our masters, though, mm-hmm. our owners, the people that run the motherfucking show. And, and, and those same people are the ones that are out here acting like it's incredibly conspiratorial regarding the way that the vaccine has been implemented and all that. It's entirely too fucking ridiculously messy for it to be any kind of media. Yeah. They think they're trying to sterilize people. Like, dude, why, why would, why in the world would America try to sterilize its own people? Like we we, need you to spend money. We need you to, to, we want to have more, we want to have more people who make more poor financial decisions to be able to buy more stuff from more of the companies yes. to just continue feeding the system and making other people rich. Why would we want to, to pro life? Not- exactly. It's pro life, dude. Why would we want you to be sterile? It makes zero sense to me, dude. Zero sense. And when I say pro life, I do that with quotation. Like yeah, I know. Quotes. That's hopefully, if you don't, if you don't catch on to that, you're come on, dude. Well, you know, somebody that's just now listening to this episode, like, and we're trying had- to, America wants to make a consumer out of you. One thousand percent. Oh, you're born. You're born into consumption yes. and subjugation in this country. Yes. And and let me just say, it, it doesn't mean that we're not born into fucking privilege. A lot of times, by virtue of where we're at. Yeah. But again, my own personal experience. I work with some of the most downtrodden individuals. If not the most, I, I, I do. I work with the most downtrodden population of individuals in a 10 county fucking area. Hmm. And I can tell you 100% what it's like at the other end of the spectrum. And I can tell you, I've hung out with plenty of affluent individuals. I'm, I'm reasonably well educated. Yeah. And, you know, I happen to rub elbows with a lot of hmm. people that have a lot of money. And I see the disconnect. I see the severe disconnect. I see. The people that that have absolutely fucking nothing, honestly, they're not. They're ready for this shit to be over with, but they yeah. don't even pretend to have the fucking answers. The next rung up, the people that are like, "Well, I don't have white privilege." That group, the mm. ones that, yes, granted, you do work your fucking ass off. Granted, you have been shit on your whole life for X, Y, and Z. 
Granted, you might be the victim of some kind of multi-generational trauma or abuse or something like that, but it's a far cry from, again, the population that I serve. Far fucking cry. So that 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 rung up, there's such a, a profound disconnect between people that are at the absolute lowest rung poverty-wise and then the low low-end SES working class individuals, such so that it's like um, they want to draw that line between themselves and the people that draw checks. They want to draw that distinction. Like, I take pride in the fact that I work 60 hours a week with this fatalism, this Protestant work ethic. If you all want to look up some sociological stuff, sure. it's the Protestant work ethic. We've certainly I, talked about that. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, that is the next rung up. Then if you go to the other end of the spectrum, you see such an utter disconnect and it's not even politically related because you see the disconnect with conservatives and liberals yep. at the top. You see them both be like, some will be like, you know, I don't understand. Just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which conservative ethos. Mm-hmm. Then you see the the ones that are like, oh, these poor people, we need to do this. Let's, let's have a, a fun run for... A fun run. Fun. Yeah. And that's your fucking liberals. That's yeah. it. Once it gets to a certain level of SES. So it's less about political orientation and more about socioeconomic status and how we play class warfare um, amongst the middle class down. It's oh, yeah. nothing but class warfare amongst ourselves. Whereas the people with the higher rungs, they all, they don't give a fuck. They go and they play cards together and hang out. They don't give yeah. a fuck. And, and let's stop. And I know I've said it a million times being leftist and being liberal are two very different things. They are. Yeah. I think, I think I like to think that the, well, maybe they, maybe on the leftist, maybe they haven't gone far enough left, but it's just like that saying you go far enough left, you want your guns back. Yeah. Well, you know? like the, the anarcho communists, yeah. like there, there are some of us and, and I have, I, well, there's a when you go left, when you go far enough left, you and you do. go far enough right. I think the common thing that I wish that we could all understand that they have is that mistrust for the government. Oh yeah, absolutely. you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. That's the thing that brings them both together. Is they're both they're all like they're like, wait a minute, fuck those guys up yeah. there, you know? Yeah. And I think that the sooner that we both we every group gets to that part and says, hey, fuck those guys up there. That's when we'll start holding them accountable. But right now, I don't think that we're doing a very good job with holding everyone accountable. Well, and and you hear things like the words socialism. Socialism has been painted as a God. bad word, which is absolutely moronic and yeah, fucking disgusting. It's, it's, like I'm not going to oh, mince words. Man. You own you own butt if you think that <laughs> socialism <laughs> is a fucking bad word. Okay, well, we take it a step further. Communism, right? Yeah. And all the stuff that's going on in in Cuba. Well. You know, say what you will about at communist regimes or communist countries. There is a lot of variation amongst them. There's not an enormous amount of consistency. The problem resides not in communism in and of itself. It resides in the centralization of power along with a communist underclass. Mm. Whenever you have, again, people divided up into classes... That's where you run into issues. And invariably with with these countries that have this communist framework, so to speak, it turns into more of an oligarchy with the majority of individuals working in terms of this baseline um, 
measure of care, I guess you would say. But if you think, if you look up terms like, look up anarcho-communist, mm-hmm. what an anarcho-communist is. If you look at any number of, you know, there, there are Maoists. And I'm not Maoist, but I'm just saying. There's enormous variation of thought on the left. And it's not all crybaby motherfuckers with purple hair that ain't about that life. Like, it's not that way. There's enormous fucking variation. And even within that, within that you have people that understand fundamentally that, that a collectivist society is really, as far as sustainability, the only way that we can go. And the funny thing is, is that our grandparents understood this, or our great-grandparents in the United States. And, well, you know, your, your great-grandparents, Nigerian folks, understood that cooperation and collaboration with one's community and neighbors is a much more... Hell, my parents know that. Absolutely. But they, it's an essential part of civilized society we talk about civilization and what is civil well we've come so far out and you know well so much full circle that we've we've kind of turned in on ourselves as far as going back towards social brutality so if and i always harp on this shit but a move call whatever whatever semantics that you want if you're offended by words i really don't have time for you but Call it whatever moniker you see fit. It's still a move back towards mechanical solidarity versus organic solidarity. Anytime you are a society of individuals with with everybody having their one role and their one specialization versus each individual being empowered on a litany of levels, you're going to run into problems and you're going to run into a massive amount of individuals who are ignorant to say the very fucking least. Sure. Sure. I think we've given this some good, uh, as much, as much. Yeah. We've given this a good shellacking. We've given it enough attention. Um, I, the last thing I'd like to say is I hope the girl that did make the rape comparison, I hope she gets fired. I would love to see her working at, um, you know, a, a burger place or a pizza joint. I don't want her handling my burgers. That bitch done that. (laughs) No, I don't want her. I don't want anything bad to happen to her, but like, well, I'd like her to get fired. Yeah. Like, Yeah, she don't deserve to be in that no. in that kind of setting. Just go, just go to work and do your job. Like they didn't, they didn't, <clears throat> they didn't hire you to do, to be anything else than than that. You know, and honestly, you can hate your company all you want, but don't be so stupid to put it all over Facebook. No, no do do you know do, what? Do be this. Do be yeah. Look, I love watching train wrecks and all that kind look, of stuff. So yeah, I'd love to see we, what happens. We are on here, and I don't know if anybody who's listening can tell, but we come on here. And we bring the most authentic versions of ourselves that we possibly fucking can. That's right. Mitigated in some ways by nuance. I know it doesn't seem that way from listening to us, but we could be worse. We, we could be a lot worse. Yeah, we could be a lot yeah. worse because we're, we understand context and language and we know each other and we yeah. know each other's intentions. So we people would try and... Hell, motherfuckers would try and cancel me that had no idea who I was if they looked at my Facebook like yeah. one day. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's honestly at this point, you know, you're talking about um, kind of 
giving people the benefit of the doubt or um, not getting caught up in political affiliation and stuff like that. I've gotten to a point where I'm writing everybody the fuck off, mm. um, regardless of political affiliation, just based upon their uh, their affiliation. The yeah. fact that they are affiliated. Yeah. If And George Carlin, I've referenced him before, but George Carlin, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, talks about beware of any clubs, organizations, or what have you that require... Um, uh, membership or a uniform or anything like that. And it's not a actual, uh, like outfit, like a physical, like coat and tie type uniform that one would wear. But when you have a Facebook frame on your profile picture that says, uh, warning, uh, this person will expose you to extremist yeah. content. That is, yeah, that that is the very definition of wearing a uniform to yep. me. So I will say everybody can kiss my motherfucking ass. He's back, everyone. He Le- is back. Liberal, conservative, whatever. All you motherfuckers that are part of some kind of organization or club that imbibes in a consistent, non-dissenting path of thought homogeny, whatever it may be, that doesn't adapt according Group to think, context. All of it. Yes, eat my dirty butthole. And actually, it's pretty clean right now, so you're going to have to wait, bitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking of buttholes, again, I know we keep going to this, but... Uh, Look, I it's a hot topic. It is, it is. Well, I turned 35 uh, this sa- this coming Saturday. and uh, Speaking of buttholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go and get my prostate checked. <laughs> so I've looked up the different video things and... You know, my friends have been like, you know, you've got a G spot in your butthole. So I'm just gonna be, I'm just You're like, like <laughs> I'm gonna be like tearfully, like, why does this feel good? This is the toilet paper thing all over here. <laughs> you can tell I just wanted to clean. I just wanted to clean my button, then I climax. <laughs> this is another Earl Kilborn story. This is another. My, I was cleaning my bunghole and climaxed at the same time. Man. Earl Kilborn is almost eighty years old. He's an eight, almost eighty year old Melungeon man. Who has been unapologetically beige and obnoxious and charming in his own way for years, for decades. And he went to the doctor because he's he's got uh, AFib. Uh-huh. So he has a little bit of like a heart flutter, yep. like consistent, like little deal with his heart. So he has to like get checkups regularly. And his doctor was like, well, when was the last time you had your prostate checked? And my daddy laughed and was like, huh. Well, never. I never done that shit. And he <laughs> he's like, I ain't gay or nothing. Well, yeah, what do you do? Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. And you can be like, well, your daddy's trash. I'll be like, fuck you. I don't care. Fight me. <laughs> but my daddy is old, and he comes from an era where, like, he's got a little bit of homophobia to him, yeah, and it's yeah. not. It's not towards gay people. Like he, it ain't even related to gay people. It's just like mm, it's just <laughs> a, a extreme aversion. Yeah. Yeah. Regarding his own status yeah. as a heterosexual yeah. male, or like this alpha male bravado bullshit. He gets a prostate check. He's at the barber. Everyone's like, what's... Gilmore <laughs> got a finger in his ass. Yeah, I'm look. Check and, it out. And, and Earl Earl is of that school of thought. And he was like, well, I didn't have my prostate checked. And the doctor was like, well, you really need to have it checked regularly you know, past a certain age. And my <laughs> daddy... You gotta, I need anesthesia for that. I, I don't want to know the shame of that shit. Well, my daddy was like... Mm. He said, I've made it this far without a finger making its way in my asshole. He said, yeah, if I got it, I'll just let my asshole rot out. Like, that's how he talked oh to God. the physician. And I respect that. 
I can't lie. If I make it to 80 and he's like, you need to get, somebody need to put a finger up your butt to make sure everything's okay. I'd be like, "Mm, I'm 80 years old. I think I'll pass, pimp. I, but I again, Kalu, I understand that you have a, a an affinity for it. A, a, I hate you, you right? Have now. A, you have a passion for fingers in your butt, <laughs> and then also you're 35, or you gonna be 35, so you need to make sure that that thing in there is all right. Like, and then you might discover something about yourself. Like, who knows? Oh God! It's been a lot of changes in your life. There's been a lot of changes. You just one of the things I've just really grown and. Through therapy, I just like fingers in my butt, you know? <laughs> I just don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. But, uh, guys, I hope you guys take this episode and understand that we are back on our bullshit, man. I'm so, so excited to be back. So excited to be recording again. Uh, we're going to really refine our process even more. We're going to come with some cool stuff. And we're going to, we're finally in an area where it feels good to be able to record we're going to be a lot more creative. I'm going to be pumping out some more solo stuff. Uh, God, I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm just really excited. Um, do we, I want, I kind of want to do shout outs, but I kind of don't well, care. This has just, just been, well, I'll just say I'm getting ready to start a new job. After, yeah. After nice. Four and a half years of running and I'll go ahead and say it. I had never said it on the program. I don't think in explicit terms. Easy. I, easy. I've run the Olmstead housing initiative. Oh yeah. You said that. Have I? Yeah. Um, I probably shouldn't have, but because of all the other shit I say, but yeah. I've run the Olmstead housing initiative for four and a half years now. Um, it's time for, it, it's allowed me the freedom to develop my own, you know, private business that I own. And, and, you know, it's been pretty lucrative in and of itself. It's afforded me the opportunity to work with um, some really amazing people, not just, my coworkers, but also the population that I deal with. I've been exposed to folks that, you know, a number have passed away that will stick with me forever. And I'm not trying to make this about myself. It's more of a memorum for those individuals because they get lost in the ether. And for, you know, for what it's worth, you know, I carry those individuals around with me if I'm an asshole or I'm crass or whatever, it, you know, part of me is implicitly fighting for them, you know, beyond the grave. And that's not me being noble. If anything, that's me being, you know, selfish asshole Chris that's like, okay, well, I had I had compassion for this person. I cared about this person, so it becomes personal on my end. But I'm going to be departing doing that, and then I'm going to be uh, assuming a position as a clinician um, doing counseling, diagnostics, um, yada 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 anything and everything um, with youth offenders so I'm, I'm transitioning into a more lucrative position a position that I'm realistically more uh, born to do I guess you could say it's one of the more rugged manifestations of public service for you're gonna really connect with those people, oh it's man. it's my thing i mean i was yeah. scouted for it it wasn't yeah. like i was like oh i really want to work here they were like you'd be perfect for this company. yeah that's coming cool. out they've been trying to get me to work there for two years and i just wasn't in a position that i felt like that i wanted to leave the program hanging um the pandemic happened and then you know next that's thing i know it's been a year and man. a half yeah. yeah and then on top of that I've got a little girlfriend that I super duper love and care about. Oh, excited. And sh- shout out to my adorable ass little girlfriend. I'm not going to put her name on here because I don't want, 
you know that's I, good that's awesome man i'm yeah. so excited for you but shout out to her because good she's really cute and i'm very <laughs> i'm very fortunate that she decides to let me uh uh-oh uh, uh-oh 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 don't say it no it's just just uh kind of bask in her glow Okay. I, cool. I was going to say squeeze her booty, but then you, <laughs> I know you then were going to say But then you built it up like I was going to be like, eat candy corn out of a butt. <laughs> you, you, I look would. Me, look, straight I face, would. straight face. Did you already eat candy corn out of her butt? No, she wouldn't let me do that, but I would. I had, if had, baby. Had Chris, Chris, please. I will. I, I eat candy corn out of her butt, baby. <laughs> if you listening, if that's what you want, I don't care. It ain't got to be candy corn. It could oh, be stop it. I don't even like candy corn that much. It tastes awful. Yeah, your butt tastes way better. Whoa, too much. I, All right. I don't know yet. <laughs> okay, I've had enough. <laughs> Guys, again, we're back on our bullshit. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we are out. Peace.